0: Things are coming unraveled in the Land of Oz. I think this latest piece of evidence is going to push us over the tipping point. It's not simply he said, she said any longer.
1: This is Democracy Now, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman with Juan Gonzalez. As we turn now to new developments in sexual assault allegations made against presidential candidate Joe Biden. Last week, The Intercept reported Time's Up Legal Defense Fund, set up to help survivors of rape and sexual assault, refused to fund a Me Too investigation into allegations against Biden. The charges were brought by Tara Reid, who worked as a Staff assistant for then-senator biden in 1993 when she was in her mid-20s tara reed told journalist katie halper in an interview published tuesday that biden repeatedly touched her without her consent and sexually assaulted her a warning to listeners and viewers her account is graphic and then his hands were on me and underneath my clothes and um
2: yeah and then He went, oh, he went down my skirt, but then up inside it. And he
1: uh, penetrated me with his fingers. Tara Reid approached the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund in January looking for assistance but was reportedly told the fund couldn't help her because Biden's a candidate for federal office and pursuing a case could jeopardize the fund's nonprofit status. The Intercept reports the public relations firm representing Time's Up Legal Defense Fund is SKD Knickerbocker whose managing director Anita Dunn is a top advisor to Biden's presidential campaign. Democracy Now! emailed Biden's press team for response to the allegations and to join us on the show, but they didn't respond. Joe Biden's deputy campaign manager, Kate Bedingfield, uh, Bedingfield said in a statement, quote, women have a right to tell their story and reporters have an obligation to rigorously vet those claims. We encourage them to do so because these accusations are false, she said.
3: And Tara Reed, could you talk about your experience then with Times Up when you went to them and you were hoping that they might be able to to uh, to assist you in uh, in this?
2: Yes, I went to Times Up. They were very gracious. I filled out a form first of all on the on you know you do it on the online, and then I was called um, about January twenty fourth ish, right around there. Um, An email back, and and then we had a phone interview. There's about 20 emails between us and there were several meetings um, on the phone. And what they did was they prepared a paragraph describing my case and they were gonna give me attorney referrals. And if you're economically in, you know challenged or you need help with funds, they will help you with a public relations platform for one month, um, so access to a public relations firm to tell your story with their platform and also to have an attorney, which is what I was seeking because of the social media smears. I wanted like cease and desist um, for some of the things that were being said. I wanted protection of some sort and not to be alone.
1: And Describe then what happened. I mean, um, this report um, uh, in the intercept of uh, you waiting to hear from Time's Up and then what you learned afterwards about its links to the Biden campaign through the uh, PR firm.
2: It was absolutely stunning. And the 20-plus emails and the multiple conversations that we had, not one time, not once, did they say, that they were connected to Anita Dunn, who worked for Harvey Weinstein and advised him and helped him keep silence some of the women that came forward. Not one time did they talk about the payments that were made to the Joe Biden campaign. Now, bear in mind, in their defense, they said that that second removed, but part of their services was to provide a platform, a social, you know, a a public relations platform. I don't understand as a survivor and I'm not an investigative reporter. I'm not an investigator. I'm just speaking as a survivor. It violated my trust when I read Ryan Grimm's article. I I found out with everyone else and I'm still processing that. I shared my story with them again and again with the attorneys that they sent to me and each time I was rejected by each attorney. One attorney said, we've met as a, a firm and we have decided there is no legal strategy to safely tell your story because it's Joe Biden. And what I want to say is that's wrong. That's unconscionable.
0: At the time of these allegations in 1993, Tara told three people. She told her friend, she told her brother, and she told her mother. The friend and the brother back up Tara's story. Mom, an ardent feminist and activist, was the most likely to be able to back up Tara's story, but she has since passed away. When Tara told her mother that she had been sexually assaulted by Biden, Tara's mother went ballistic. She urged Tara to go to the press and to take action. She was so upset that without Tara's permission, she went on the Larry King live show to ask his advice. In Ryan Grimm's reporting for The Intercept, we knew that Tara's mother had gone on the Larry King show, but we didn't know the transcript and we hadn't seen the actual clip. But lo and behold, the clip has resurfaced. According to The Intercept, new evidence has emerged supporting the claim that then-Senator Joe Biden allegedly sexually assaulted a staffer in 1993. This is a story that so far network and cable outlets have attempted to bury. In interviews, Reid stated that her mom in 1993 called in to CNN's Larry King Live to ask for advice on how to deal with the situation. Intercept journalist Ryan Grimm quoted Reid as telling him, I remember it being an anonymous call and her saying my daughter was sexually harassed and retaliated against and fired. Where can she go for help? I was mortified. Grimm and The Intercept determined this occurred on the Wednesday, August eleventh, 1993 edition of Larry King's CNN show. From the Media Research Center archives, here is the video and a transcript
3: couple more phone calls on this very important topic. Our guests are former United States Senator Howard Baker, Richard Allen, former National Security Advisor, and Lois Romano of the Washington Post. San Luis Obispo, California. Hello. Yes, hello. Um, I'm wondering what... Um, uh, a staffer uh, would to do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there uh, after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do it out of respect for him. Or she had a story to tell, but out of respect for the person she worked for, she didn't tell it. That's true. Now, but these are the people who do come to the Lois Romanos, right? The staff mm-hmm. worker who says, I want to let you know about what's going this on, even going with my boss the guy down the hall. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people have a sense of obligation. They feel that this public official should
0: be accountable if it's something The whistleblowers to the press. Exactly. The well, eventually, that's what happened. She went to the press. On the identity of the caller, Grimm wrote, toward the end of the program, King introduces a caller dialing in from San Luis Obispo, California. Congressional records list August 1993 as Reed's last month of employment with Biden's Senate office, and according to property records, Reed's mother, Jeanette Altimus, was living in San Luis Obispo County. There are several notable things about the emergence of the call. On the one hand, the caller does not specifically mention sexual harassment or retaliation, as Reed had recalled, On the other hand, the reference to being unable to get through with her problems aligns with Reid's claim that she complained to superiors in Biden's office and got nowhere, and the reference to going to the press makes clear that the caller is talking about more than just generic problems at the office. The problems she makes clear would damage the senator if exposed. Journalists have largely buried this story. ABC, NBC, and CNN have not reported on it at all. CBS, PBS, and MSNBC have offered very minimal coverage. How long will journalists keep covering up this explosive story? Update. The Daily Caller News Foundation's Mary Margaret Olehan published a story that not only featured both the Intercept's original item in our video, but a statement from Reed. Reed reminded the DCNF that she had told reporters that her mother called the Larry King show about her alleged assault. I just heard audio. My mother died and hearing her voice made me cry. She was such a good mom and always watching out for me, even now, she said, adding that the video proves what she has been saying, that I was forced out and wanted to come forward in 1993. I'm about to
4: give you the specific details of what he allegedly did. So for anyone who might be uncomfortable with that, just wanted to give you fair warning. Um, So she said that he had um, penetrated her with his fingers, okay, which is a serious allegation. And she also says that she was abruptly fired after she had reported this. And that was an allegation that was Uh, corroborated by one of the interns that she was overseeing at the time. Now, the assault allegedly took place in 1993. While she was explaining the allegations, she said that she told a number of people, including her own mother, who unfortunately passed away in 2016. Now we're learning that about a month after Tara Reid was fired, her mother called into Larry King's show to ask for advice um, and you know, try to figure out what her daughter should do. And this was reported by The Intercept. The f- video of the phone call that she made to Larry King is now out there. It's public. This story just broke. So unfortunately, we don't have the video at the moment.
0: So let's go ahead and watch the video
3: again. We're back. A couple more phone calls on this very important topic. Our guests are former United States Senator Howard Baker, Richard Allen, former National Security Advisor, and Lois Romano of the Washington Post. San Luis Obispo, California. Hello. Yes, hello. Um, I'm wondering what... um, uh A a staffer uh, would do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there uh, after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do it out of respect for him. Or she had a story to tell, but out of respect for the person she worked for, she didn't tell it. That's true. Well, now, but these are the people who do come to the Lois Romanos, right? The mm-hmm. staff worker who says, I want to let you know about what's going this on, even going with my on or the troubled. guy down the hall. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people have a sense of obligation. They feel that this public official should be
0: accountable if it's something wrong. They're whistleblowers to the press. Exactly. So, dear viewers and listeners, how do you feel about it? Should Senator Joe Biden be held accountable when there's something wrong? It isn't just a matter of political positioning, it's a matter of ethics, it's a matter of morals. It's a matter of right and wrong, and it's a matter of leadership and who should be leading and who should not be leading. Now, Anna is incensed here. You can tell that she wants Biden's head on a plate. Jenk has already said that we need to vote for Biden over Trump. The Hollywood cabal who helped Jenk raise $20 million spearheaded by Jeffrey Katzenberg of DreamWorks doesn't want this story to break. Anna wants this story to break. I think the cabal allowed Cenk to have this money and go forward with Bernie support. All of the fresh young energy of the Bernie campaign was necessary to help legitimize the DNC going forward. The DNC doesn't actually want to defeat Donald Trump, but they want the cover of the Bernie progressive movement. They don't care if they have all of us. The Never Biden movement doesn't actually bother them that much because they don't actually care about defeating Donald Trump. All they really needed to do was to keep Bernie out. But as more and more Epstein-type information comes out, it's going to be more and more difficult for them to deny Bernie or someone like him going forward. Cenk the Sheepdog will tell us that as terrible as Biden is, we'll still have to vote for him if he gets the nomination. But he also says that it's likely that they'll try to replace him with someone else who isn't Bernie. And mark my words going forward, he'll tell us then what his financiers tell him to say, that even though it isn't Bernie, we still have to get behind him because you know, Donald Trump and Bleachgate is just a distraction.
4: Now Tara Reid has confirmed to political reporters after listening to that video that the voice in that call was definitely her mother. Unfortunately, uh, the panel on uh, King's show did not actually give any advice or even delve into this conversation. Ryan Grimm is reporting that the panel of guests offered no suggestions and instead the conversation veered into a discussion of whether any of the men on set would leak damaging personal information about a uh, rival to the press.
5: So This is um, huge. So Tyree's mother did live in San Luis Obispo at the time uh, Tara Reed uh, had told Katie Halper in the interview that her mom had called into Larry King, but at the time, no one had found that transcript. They now have find the, found the transcript and uh, have the audio of the call. Uh, so um, it doesn't get any more confirming than that. Uh, so uh, the number one thing that people look for is did the person tell anyone at the time? Even if they didn't tell the authorities, even if it didn't become public, something that shows credibility is if they told people at the time about it and she told her brother, she told a friend and they both confirmed it. She told her mom and the brother and the friend said, yes, we remember uh, her telling the mom because because uh, the mom was so upset. The brother said, I feel terrible because I told her not to pursue it and I regret that. But the mom uh, was a feminist and an activist and said she should definitely uh, pursue it. At the time, Tara d- decided not to uh, and, uh, but her mom apparently called in the Larry King, uh, to tell the story anyway, but they did not name the Senator obviously, or her daughter at that time. But let's be honest. If this was, uh, anyone else, a Republican, look, I don't know any show that's tougher on Republicans than us. Uh, but if it was a Republican, everybody would be shouting this from the rooftops. If it was Trump, definitely. If it was a progressive, it was Bernie Sanders, definitely shouting it from the rooftops, but they will soon this is this is gigantic and we're past the primaries. So now that we're past the primaries, um, Ryan Grimm's reporting will be taken more seriously. The Republicans will pounce on it and um, and, and then the media who which uh, absolutely positively refused to cover it uh, during the primaries will now probably talk about it for a long, long time.
4: We're in an unwinnable situation. just compl- like I'm thinking about, of course, Um, the alleged victim here, because uh, this is something devastating to go through.
0: So here's the part Jenk doesn't talk about. Here's Anna coming at it from the perspective of a fellow woman. This was shattering. Biden allegedly told Tara Reid, you mean nothing to me, nothing. He wanted to use her like a Kleenex and then discard her.
4: The way that she's been completely trashed um, online, in the media, has been just absolutely disgusting. And then I can't help think about the state of the country and where we are right now with this unbelievably incompetent and dangerous president, how we desperately need to get him out of office, and how our only line of defense at this point is a man who's facing a serious sexual assault allegation and has difficulty, you know, even doing an interview without losing his train of thought. We're in so much trouble, and we're partly in trouble because, you know— The whole establishment decided to prop Biden up in the last minute because they realized, oh my God, Bernie might win. We can't have it. Everyone needs to coalesce around Biden. Everyone needs to support him. We got to get everyone on board. They did what they did. It worked, but. Now we're dealing with two unbelievably terrible options. And I, like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like it, this, we're in such a bad place right now as a country. And there's no end in sight. So Cenk, you talk about your five-year plan for progressives. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just everything looks so dire right now. Like, it seems like there's no light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Which is exactly what the DNC wants. The only thing that could scuttle the DNC's plans is if Bernie somehow emerges again. The only option they absolutely can't have is Bernie in the White House. They don't even care if we suck it up and vote for Biden. Bleachgate is a distraction, but Bidengate also is a distraction. What the oligarchs and their trained pundits absolutely cannot have is a Bernie Sanders presidency. That's the only thing that will make them lose their shit. And for us who are truly on the left and not paid sheepdogs, that's the only option that we really should be pursuing right now. We must relentlessly proclaim that it has to be Bernie. No one else but Bernie. That's the only way to take these motherfuckers down. Now, knowing that Jink has $20 million in his pocket from the Hollywood people can help inform what you hear him say next.
5: Yeah. So by the way, count down uh, to us being blamed by the establishment uh, for- I don't,
4: a, I don't care. I don't, even want, I don't even want to cite that. Who cares?
0: So Anna doesn't care, but Jink cares a great deal because those who are going to vilify him are the ones who also are paying his bills. Now, I've seen little hints of this before, but right there you can kind of see the schism that's starting to develop between Anna and Jenk. Anna has one idea about what should happen, and Jenk has another. Anna knows where the money comes from, but she has decided that principles matter here more than money. She believes Tara, she knows what the cabal wants to do, and she looks like she's about to jump ship. Jenk, on the other hand, is very worried that the establishment will vilify the young Turks. Jank is about to get caught between a rock and a hard place.
5: Yeah. So, by the way, count down uh, to us being blamed by the establishment uh, for. I don't,
4: a, I don't care. I don't even want. To, I don't even want to cite that. Who cares? Let them blame us. Yeah. Okay. I, so, I mean, I think a, like a level-headed person. Okay. And I know that we lack that in the so-called establishment. Level-headed person would take a good hard look at a sexual assault allegation against someone who's supposed to save us from Donald Trump, okay? But they're not interested in that. So if they want to shoot the messenger, go ahead. I don't care. I don't feel any shame in telling my audience about what's actually going on. My job is not to, like, sanitize Biden and pretend like he's a perfect candidate. That's not my job. I don't work for his campaign. I don't get paid by him, and I'm not interested in that.
5: Yeah. So the reason I bring it up now, Anna, is because now that it looks like we were probably proven right, they'll hate us more. Uh, they'll blame us more, uh, and it'll get under their skin more. Uh,
0: but you don't understand. Then the money stops. The gravy train goes off the tracks. So we can't have that, Anna. You don't understand. No, yes, I do understand. Fuck them.
5: I, I, it is inconceivable that anyone in the establishment would turn around and go, damn it, man, it turns out uh, the Young Turks and the Intercept." and katie halper and progressives were right and we should have been concerned about it during the primaries because now we've endangered the whole republic because we got a guy who might lose to trump maybe we should have listened to their warnings inconceivable no one will ever say that in this establishment instead they'll be like god damn progressives they're the ones who did this no we did not do this apparently biden did this so in terms of your question anna yeah uh The country's in a tough spot, but I I view those as two different issues,
0: two different issues. What the fuck does that mean?
5: I I view those as two different issues. Uh, These allegations are super serious and they should be dealt with. And um, and at the same time, um, it does. It is a weird leap of logic that people make to then say, well, then I'm going to vote for the moron who thinks we should drink Clorox to cure coronavirus. No.
0: Why don't you talk about Green Party then? Why don't you talk about staying home? You told us to vote for Hillary. Jeffrey Katzenberg told you to tell us to vote for Hillary. Pay close attention. He is dancing a very delicate dance here.
5: You should not vote for that moron under any circumstances. Uh, So, and and if you're worried about sexual assault, Donald Trump has been accused by more than a dozen women of sexual assault. Donald Trump has admitted on tape to sexual assault. What
0: are you trying to say here? If you're worried about sexual assault, for those of you who actually worry about sexual assault, I mean, I don't worry about sexual assault, says Cenk, but for those of you who worry about it, well, Donald Trump is a rapist too, so so look, you gotta vote for Biden. This dude is unreal. Anna, you need to quit
5: you need to walk away from all of this garbage. So yes, is it a horrible place for the country to be in that these are our choices? Yes. Did we warn you about it? Yes. Could you have had much better choices? Yes. Now, uh, apparently, that is gone. So what we're left with is, yes, choosing the lesser of these, uh, you know, two problems. No, you can't choose the lesser of these two problems.
0: Fuck that shit. I don't want to say you got to replace so. him. But they gotta replace him. They gotta replace to. Biden, I, to. I agree. And now listen to what he says. He says they could replace Biden with any establishment sock puppet, and then we could vote for whoever that is against Donald Trump. If the Young Turks ever had any credibility in your mind, now you should be able to see through the bullshit.
5: And they'll say we're monsters for, doing, for saying that. Care. Later, they will replace Biden, and it will not be with Bernie Sanders who came in second. Of course. It'll be with another establishment politician. And, and they'll probably blame us for that as well. So countdown to Cuomo or Kamala Harris or someone along those lines. Um, and honestly, uh, as horrifically undemocratic as that would be, at this point, you know, uh, if those are my only two choices, those are not. I think they should replace him with the guy who came in second, Bernie Sanders. But if you put a gun to my head said, Biden, or any other random establishment person, I would go random establishment person uh, because they'll at least win and win easily.
0: Over my dead body. No, they won't win and they won't win easily. You're trying to keep a lid on the revolution. You are controlled opposition. You are trying to say, well, yes, Bernie Sanders is great, but you still have to vote blue. This guy is consummate evil and we have to see through it. And Anna will have a moment of reckoning soon, and she'll have to be able to say that she decided to piss off the establishment and tell us to demand Bernie Sanders. Otherwise, she'll just complain and say how terrible it is, but you know, Trump. And if that's what she does, then Anna is in the same slimy category of controlled opposition as Jenkins.
5: Uh Whereas Biden has, at a minimum, two massive pieces of baggage. And by the way, at the end of all this, put the politics aside. For God's sake, the whole country, the media, everyone owes Tara Reid an apology.
0: You asshole. Especially Alyssa Milano. Especially Alyssa Milano. (laughs) Donald Trump is just a distraction. What they really can't have is Bernie Sanders. And Jenkin and Anna know this just as well as anyone else. We need to take a stand here. We needed to take a stand back in July before the primaries even started. We needed to make it clear then, but even more now, we need to make it abundantly clear that we are not going to vote for any corporate sock puppet ever. And we need to make it clear that we'll withhold our labor, we'll withhold our rent payments, we'll withhold our mortgage payments until we get what we want. Until we get what we have to have. This is utter bullshit. They know that Biden is a rapist. They know that we won't vote for Biden. And they don't care. The only reason they needed Biden was to stop Bernie. And they really seem to believe that Bernie is stopped, even though his name is on all of the ballots on the remaining primary contests. And Jenk is just paving the way here for when they do the switcheroo and try to give us someone else who isn't Bernie. And that's when we need to come unglued. That's when the wheels need to come off. That's when we need to pile into the streets. Or at least we need to stay home from work. That's when we collectively need to stand up and be a revolution and say, enough is enough. Of all the narrative managers I've been talking about on this show, this guy right here, Cenk, is the most dangerous. He lulls you into a false sense of moral rectitude. He is the least moral of all the pundits that I've been railing against.